Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Pastor Steve Pearson, with Redemption Hill Church and typically in studio with Keith Radke. I don't sound like him, so I won't pretend to say hello there. (laughs) Uh, Keith is taking a a short break as he tends to River Community and all the responsibilities he has there. And on that note, if you are listening and you do not not have a church to go to, you live in the northern Utah County area, um, why not stop by Redemption Hill Church, say hi. Um, You can go to rhutah.church and get the information and directions to the church. And if you live out in Salt Lake, that forbidden territory that we do not talk about, out in Utah <laughs> County, um, you can certainly look up uh, River Community Church and Pastor Keith and stop by and say hi to him as well. Well, if you were here last week, we began a two-part discussion on the value of life. And in studio last week were my two good friends, Heather Zander from Key Radio and Leanne Pangra, pastor's wife at Redemption Hill Church. And they are back this week. How are you guys doing? Very well. Good. Heather? Yes, yes, sir. Doing well, too. <laughs> Heather, I love your voice. We were just talking how, how, how you, you are so hard on yourself, and you are like the life of, of, of radio, and so I, I, I actually love it. Um, <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, so, Leanne, last week, um, we, we talked about your decision when you were 17 years old, when you were pregnant, unmarried, um, your decision to end your pregnancy. And just all of the things that surrounded that, the confusion that you had in your mind, um, you had mentioned something that I, that I thought I, I never even thought about that you felt, you felt very alone that to, to the point that even the people that were closest to you, you didn't feel like you can confide in them, that being your parents. And, and on top of all that, you grew up in a Christian home. And so you had all of the expectations of the Christian community or what you thought were the expectations weighing in on this decision that ultimately led you to think there were no options and to, and to end your pregnancy. And so this week, what I want to do um, and part two in the conclusion of this is I want to focus on the aftermath of this. Um, what, what the days and the weeks and the years were like after that and, and how God ministered to you and how God used you. Um, because, because here's the thing, you know, scripture says something interesting about when evil's done to us, Heather. It says, it says that, that what you meant for evil, uh, God used for good. And, and, and I think, you know, you had said something, Heather, that, that I thought was as fascinating. Maybe you can expand on it. You said, we tend to vilify the mothers in the wake of an abortion and, and and certainly we're not we're not advocating or saying that that it's it's that it's not a horrible thing and and you know the life of the child is imprecious but but explain more what you meant by that well i think we forget a lot of times that the mothers themselves are going through a very difficult time i mean leanne you talked about being feeling isolated and then you're listening to all of these lies whether they're in your head or whether um somehow uh the enemy is, is whispering them to you but they're they're lies and you feel desperate mm-hmm. you feel like there is no way out you've been caught in something and now you're in something even bigger how how do you get away from this and 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 we can't vilify the mothers 
because they're going through a lot themselves. Their hearts are breaking, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we need to have compassion on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when the dust settles, <laughs> yeah. we still need to embrace and say, hey, listen, God is bigger than even this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I meant by that. You know, that's true. And I, and I think I, I, I can certainly testify to this. All of us can testify to this. We all have our different sins. Like I've, I've sinned greatly and I've been busted by the Lord and by man. And, and there's a certain guilt, Leanne, mm-hmm. that comes on the other side of that. Um, as a Christian, right? It's, it's, it's something that, that frankly, you know, I went through something where I just went into a deep depression because I'm like, God, how could I? How could I do this? I, I know better than this. And, and so talk to us about, about the days and weeks and years afterwards. What was going through your mind during that time? So I actually had the abortion in November. I went through the holiday season of Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything with the family. No one knew anything. And the guilt was just almost unbearable. I would be in these family situations and pretend to be happy and pretend that nothing was going on and just kind of continued that pattern of feeling just worthless, just believing all of the lies that I had done the unforgivable. I was now in a place where God couldn't love me anymore. I had committed this unpardonable sin that kind of kept on until the following June when I had the conversation with my parents and it all came out. And at that point, seeing how they did love me, they did forgive me, it kind of gave me a picture that, hey, if my parents can forgive me, maybe God really can. Maybe this is something I can get past. Um, Honestly, though, it was still really, really difficult I need to just back up a little bit here. So you were suffering alone in all of this for practically seven months. Yeah. By yourself, nobody knowing. So my little sister ended up finding out um, afterwards. I don't remember the exact scenario, but probably a month or so after she knew. But it was one of those things where I wanted to pretend like she didn't know because I wanted to keep this persona of being a good person Mm -hmm. and so it we had a quick discussion and it was kind of an unsaid thing we'll never talk about this again well and in the world's eyes when we're told about you know hey abortion is is just no big deal right but what you're saying is no you suffered greatly for seven (laughs) months right did you feel a sense of relief when your parents finally found out um initially no i just (laughs) i i felt like the world was gonna i mean all of those lies that satan had been telling me up until this point it was going to come to a realization that i'm going to be cut off from my family i'm going to be cut off from my church life i'm going to be cut off from jesus even more than i was because now everybody's going to know about it even and but then you know that night even i you know sat down with my dad and we cried and uh, the forgiveness began Wow. And the healing begins. And I think, again, we're talking about it it doesn't matter if this is abortion. This doesn't whatever sin you might find yourself in. There's just something. The healing starts when we we come before and we just let and we and we confess our sins. That's when the healing starts. Wow. That's right. You know, it reminds me when when David sinned against um, against Uriah, you know, in, right. against the Lord, really, and, and killed Uriah and with his sin with Bathsheba. 
swept it under the rug, married her, you know, and the baby was his and all is well. Well, we all know that the, the God of the universe who loves us doesn't allow sin to reside unchecked inside the human heart. Right. He will bring it out, but it's not for our destruction. Not it's for our refinement, right? Well, because he's a loving father. A- amen, amen. And I think, too, is you see that David wrote the psalm when he was quiet for that year. He said, my bones waxed cold. I mean, I, I was just, he was physically impacted mm-hmm. because he was hiding this until that that infamous conversation where Nathan the prophet shows up and says, yeah, dude, um, no, God, God saw <laughs> at all you know and and i think what you said leanne is important for for our listeners is that we are told a lie that if we remain in the dark with our sin that somehow we're going to get away with it and and a little time will go by and everything will be okay well a year went by for david and it wasn't okay and and i think you know what 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 the enemy doesn't want us to to know or to experience is the freedom Mm. that comes when we are walking in the light Absolutely. and and there's he attaches so much fear to that that confession the acknowledgement that we stay in the dark and he captivates us and mm-hmm. so you came out spoke to your parents um i can even, i can um, imagine how how loving and graceful your your parents were and, and and your dad was in that and so that doesn't mean that now all is well and there's no consequences, does Absolutely, it? Absolutely, because all. you would over the over the years, probably even to today, you know, to some extent, suffer. Tell us about tell us the listeners that are contemplating this about the portion of the aftermath because there there's some great things I want to talk to you about this as well because God did use it, right? But but what was it like? afterwards as as the years are carrying on because you had mentioned something in the first broadcast you thought this was the easy way out Mm -hmm. but but it wasn't was it i mean there's the physical side of it i had complications and so it was a matter of trying to figure out how to get to different clinics to you know fix what the issues were without involving family friends anything like that so there's the physical side but then the emotional it was just it's heavy you think well you know today my baby would be this old um would mm. it be a boy or a girl and you know short term right after the fact it's it was just all consuming and now you know as an adult 20 years later um i will still think about you know what would my 19 year old be like today uh when i first got pregnant with gabriella my first daughter it, it kind of all resurfaced and then again when i got pregnant with graceland just you know this should be two and three not one and two it's not so heavy crushing because I know the Lord has forgiven me, but it's it's a consequence. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like your parents didn't trust you for a while afterwards as well? No, they were amazing mm-hmm. and just surrounded me with love. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. 
Welcome back to Shouts of Grace. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Pearson with Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, and we're in studio with Heather Zander from Key Radio and our good friend and pastor's wife at Redemption Hill, Leanne Pangra, and we've been talking about her experience with um, 20 years ago with her ending her pregnancy, and um, this is part two of a two-part series. We invite you to go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com or Redemption Hill utah.church under media section and listen to last week's broadcast. Um, Leanne, before the break, um, you were talking about just this, this constant awareness of, of what you've done, right? right? And, and that there are consequences, there are physical consequences, but then there are also their emotional consequences. Um, but, but now I want to, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because it's real easy for us to get settled into this idea of, oh my gosh, look what I've done. And oh my gosh. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I have seen God in my own life. I have seen God use the things that we do that displease him to bring about things that please him. It is the most That's fascinating <laughs> thing. I've, I can't even explain it because we feel like dirtbags afterwards. And we just feel like, like, God, is there any possible way you could use <laughs> this filthy rag? It's like, right. and, and then God does amazing things. And so talk about, cause you were, t- we, we, we were talking about, um, we were having a short discussion before this that God used this specifically in, in a couple people's lives. Talk more about that. So uh, about a year or so after I had had my abortion, my best friend got pregnant. Um, we had a good circle of friends and the other uh, gal was very convinced that my pregnant friend needed to abort her baby. You know, she gave her all the reasons that I had thought in my mind you're alone, who's going to support you, you don't have a job, you know, just have an abortion, it'll go away. And because of my testimony at this point, I'd already talked with my parents, it was out in the open, Um, I could just share with her, look, these are all the things that I went through, these are all the things that you can have if you don't choose what I chose. And so the Lord was able to redeem that, and now she has an amazing senior in high school (laughs) who is a fantastic kid. And and so, you know, God showed me that he can take my garbage and use it for good. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Wow. You know what? I I think we all need to hear the message of redemption. Absolutely. (laughs) No matter where we're at. No, you know, I just love, uh, Steve, how you said, you know, we take, he takes our garbage or our filthy rags and somehow uh, he manages uh, to do some amazing things, and I love the story about that. But that's not the only one. Yeah, and I, I had another friend, also in high school, get pregnant, and it really was a page out of the same book where people were encouraging her to not keep the baby. I shared my story, and she now also has a daughter, you know, senior in high school. It's it's really amazing to see that the Lord can uh, show me these pictures where I know that Leanne, you you messed up, but I forgive you. I love you. See what I'm doing with your story. See what I'm doing with your testimony. Wow. Leanne, is, was there a time, because no doubt in the aftermath of this, it's kind of, you know, like you were sharing all the stuff that goes to your mind. Was there a time when God really grabbed you with grace and, re- and, and really impressed upon, uh, upon your mind and your heart and just your spirit I got you. This is okay. Not 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 that the sin is okay, but right. but in the aftermath of this, was, was there ever a point when God's grace just broke down the walls and flooded you, and you just realized God's gotten me past this? Yes, um, I was 
struggling emotionally. Um, my parents actually ended up sending me to Washington to go stay with some uh, pastor friends. And I went to a, a counseling uh, clinic, I guess you could call it. Um, and I just went there every day for a week and met with a woman who just shared the redemption and love and grace of Christ to me. And it, the same way that you were saying that moms are vilified, I was vilifying myself. Um, and he just used that program to show me, I love you mm-hmm. and this is okay. And cling to me and let's get through this. Um, it was very needed and I'm so glad that he was able to get a hold of me so that I wasn't in that cycle of just hating what I had done and thinking that God couldn't get past that because he did. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You you said, I, th- I thought that's interesting. You said that you were vilifying yourself. That is, that is absolutely, you know, mind boggling when I think about it. Cause that is, that is what we do, Heather. We, it's like we sin and we revel in self condemnation mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I know for me, I, I, I went through something where it just felt better for me to be self-condemned thinking that I'm this absolute worst person um, because I didn't want to accept that, that God could actually be, be moving in my life through this. Right. And, and, and I think, I think that's a, that's an interesting concept because we vilify ourselves thinking that, well, if I'm, you know, how, how could God really care and love that much after what I've done? Um, self-condemnation is real, isn't it? It is. But I think also we need to look at the difference between self-condemnation and repentance. Right. Yes. There's two very different things there. Repentance is something that actually solidifies or makes us grow closer with the Lord, where mm-hmm. self-condemnation actually pulls you away oh, from absolutely. him, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, Leanne, you had mentioned something in, in the in the first broadcast. You thought, man, I thought I'd committed the unpardonable sin, right? right. And 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 I think I think when the gravity of what we do, you know, hits us, that that's always kind of our first response is, oh my gosh, I've gone too far now. I've right. really blown this. And and you know, I, I want to say something to our listeners because um, there there is this idea, this thought that that you can sin so great that. That um, that that God can't forgive you, won't forgive you, I should say, and therefore the only option is let's just kind of throw in the towel. Right. And if if we're gonna if, if we're not gonna be forgiven, let's really not be forgiven. Right. You know, let's just kind of go all oh, yeah. out. And and you know, when you went to Washington prior to that, were, were you kind of going through that? Was it weighing in on you and such and such that that the condemnation, the self vilification, self vilifying was so great that that you just felt. Kind of like the first time, my only option is really just to give in to this, this, this stuff that's, that's wicked in my heart. So I, I guess I'm lucky in such a way that that wasn't ever something that affected me. Um, and I think mainly because of the support from my parents, they uh, were just loved me so much that I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that I had this uh, love and forgiveness, but I definitely felt like I didn't deserve it. I certainly didn't deserve it from the Lord in my mind. Um, But it was more of just kind of a turning inward and not wanting to do life. So I I didn't go off the deep end so much, but I can definitely see how a person would do that. Yeah, it's almost it's almost Heather, it's almost becomes where it's hard to it's hard to live with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a good point. 
none of us are worthy. Right. <laughs> we have right. to remember that. Uh, th- that's the whole point. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus had to die on the cross for our sins, right? right? He paid the penalty for Yes, we repent. Yes, we feel awful about that. Yes, we want to glorify the Lord, but we also do need to trust he's paid for the sin. Right. He's going to redeem it. He is going to make something good out of this, and we need to f- trust him fully. Right. Yeah, that's right. And and I'll tell you this, Leanne, you know, your story is, is amazing. It mm-hmm. really is because, you know, when you're in the middle of it, you can't look 20 years down the road. Oh, no. You, you, you don't know how God will bring you through it. You don't know how God will use it. And the reality is there's, you know, yeah, yeah, there's a sin there. But there's two people that are alive today right. because of you, Absolutely. you know. And a kid who has one of your kidneys. <laughs> so there's three. <laughs> so Heather, you had said something in, in, in the first program that I think is worth reiterating. We serve a God of redemption. Mm-hmm. And, and as hard as it is, man, this God is able to dive into your mess and, and, and not call you to step away from your mess, but to pull you out of your mess. Right. And, and, and the way that he does that is through this amazing thing called Graceland, where he lets you know that, that even though you have done this, I have got a purpose, I've got a plan, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you will let me forgive you, because that's the hardest thing, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Scripture says he who isolates himself seeks his own counsel, quarrels against all sound judgment. It's like when we pull back in self-condemnation like you were talking about, we don't want to let God, no. you know, for, forgive us. And so it's almost like we become comfortable in that place. You let God forgive you. And I can't imagine, you know, even today when you're sitting in church, and messages come up about it. It's probably the enemy probably uses it as a little stinger every time you hear something, you know, Um, what what are your thoughts now to the, in in the last minute and a half that we have, we, we, we have a listener who's, who's now struggling with condemnation. They are just in it deep and, and they're going off South and they're doing things and they just feel like God doesn't love them. What would you say to that person? First and foremost, Jesus loves you more than you can possibly imagine he's already forgiven you um rest in that have faith that he died on the cross for this sin and he's forgiven you he loves you and talk to someone reach out to me i would love to just share and and hear and don't bottle it up but seek counsel and absolutely seek after the lord and grasp onto that forgiveness because it's yours. He's given it. <laughs> hmm. The Bible says in Romans 8, 1, that there is no condemnation for right. those that are in Christ. And I would want to kind of wrap up the broadcast by saying there are immeasurable riches in Christ. There is forgiveness in Christ. There is grace in Christ. There's a way that God brings you know beauty out of ashes in Christ. But I can't imagine that everybody who might be listening to this is in Christ. And sure. and so because of that, we would fail miserably if we did not tell you that that the 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 grace that you desire, the peace that you desire isn't even in doing the right thing. It is in knowing the right person. And the person is Jesus Christ who forgave you of your sins. There's no freedom from sin outside of him. There's no freedom from, from, from the, the wreckage in your mind and in your heart 
outside of him, but inside of him, he takes this beautiful thing called grace. He applies it to your life. And so listen, if you are a listener uh, to this broadcast and this has touched your heart and you do not know Christ, um, I pray that you would understand this God first forgives you of your sin against him. And then he barges into your life and he starts to make sense. And so Leanne, could you, could you do us a favor and pray, um, close us in prayer and pray for those people that are listening that are struggling in this area? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your redemption. And Lord, I just pray that you speak so clearly to the women that are in either the situation of being pregnant or have chosen to abort their child. Lord, please just speak to them how much you love them and that you do forgive them. Lord, I just pray that this broadcast reaches the people that, Lord, that you have in mind for that. And just thank you for everything that you have done for us, Lord. And just again for that grace. And just thank you so much, Jesus, in your name. Amen. You've been listening to Shouts of Grace Radio. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.